The Jay Severin Show. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. I have some things to say about the campaign. Uh, Let me throw one log on the fire more before we go to uh, our senior partner here on the phone. You will have noticed that if there's a central focus to the Bush campaign in South Carolina this week, it is the total reversal of the rationale that gave birth to his first marketing notion. A total reversal of his first marketing rationale. The first marketing rationale was... I'll be the only candidate in the race and the only candidate maybe in presidential history, at least contemporary history, who doesn't use my last name. And everyone knows why, because he believes his last name would be a disadvantage. How about that? Despite the fact that your father and your brother were presidents of the United States, you think that's a disadvantage. And so you're not going to be Bush. You're going to be Heb. Heb. And not only Heb, you're going to be Heb with an exclamation point by way of distracting from the fact that you are Heb Bush. Heb Bush. And now the central focus, tell me if I'm wrong, of the Hab Bush campaign in South Carolina this week has been Bushes, all Bushes. In fact, in the last two weeks, all Bushes. Now all of a sudden the man who did not, would not, could not utter his surname, no more Hab, only Boosh! Boosh! And so the central focus of Boosh, his campaign in South Carolina this week, has been to bring in, uh, well, his mother at the end there in, in New Hampshire, and now George W. Bush this week. Coincidentally, you will notice that one of the central focuses, if, if in fact there is any focus, to the Trump campaign or the Trump attack, of late is that he is savaging George Bush as president and his decisions and especially the war, especially the Iraq war. 
My general question, that's a setup for the general question, and here it is. South Carolina has the most veteran-laden vote of any state, God bless them, in America. One out of five, more than one out of five voters who vote in the primary at the end of this week in South Carolina, in the Republican primary, will be veterans. The eight major military bases in operation in South Carolina, more than any other state, uh, hundreds of thousands of vets, one in five votes plus are veterans. Will Trump's attack on Bush, the former president, and on the war in Iraq sound to them like, yeah, yeah, I'm with you? Or will that sound like, no, no, I don't like the way that sounds. Will will Jeb Bush all of a sudden embracing George Bush and with it, whether or not he likes it, the Iraq war and the decisions his brother made, will that in a veteran heavy state work for him at the same time that Trump's criticisms attacks are working against him or not? Just thought I'd ask. Rocky, senior partner, managing partner of the firm Jaily News. Welcome back, my friend. Rock A. Rock A. He is there. Yeah, we have a bad connection. Rock, stay there. Uh, we'll get. Well, let's reconnect, uh, and uh, we'll have you back. Brian from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Hey, Jay. Uh, it's actually good hey, timing. I happen to be a veteran. You happen to be a veteran? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a veteran of Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, I used to well, we, have, we, happen to be, we happen to be tremendously grateful to you. Well, it's my honor. Um, but uh, like a lot of veterans, uh, I, I supported Trump pretty much since before he ran. Um, lately, he's been losing me, and I think with his last debate, he really did. Uh, I just don't like the way he's going after Cruz. I think it's unfair. And uh, the fact is, he, he was ahead in the polls. He didn't have to attack anybody. All he had to do was sit back and win. You know, but he decided to play the bully. It's just it, it's, it's not. Very it, I just, just to, you're right, but I think you'd agree it's just simply not in his nature. <laughs> right. Um, but as far as, the, as far as far as attacking uh, uh, President Bush uh, about the uh, about nine eleven, it's doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Nobody blames the governor for uh, the governor of California for the, the attack in San Bernardino. You know, I mean, right. he happens to be in power at the time. It's, it, it's coincidence, you know, and he was only in power for a year before it happened. Also, there are ways, Brian, to imply it. I'm not even sure you'd want to do that. But, you know, that's what that's why God made pollsters. And, I, you know, I don't mean to be cynical about it, but. Uh, and we know how we feel, and okay, you could just say how you feel. Uh, maybe Trump has, but I would certainly have a pollster tell me on this. Not what I believe, but whether or not I ought to lead with my chin or whether it was a good thing. You know, that's the, in campaigns, it comes down to that. Pollsters don't tell you what to believe. Uh, no one I'd ever represent is told by me or a pollster what to believe, but they are told that of the things you believe, here are the things you ought to lead with, because we always make two lists, the menu. It's the menu approach. You know, one to ten on the left 
inside the page is the 10 things you strongly believe and want to do. Then on the right-hand side of the page, we have the 10 things that voters strongly believe in and want to see done. And then it's a matter of just connecting, you know, the dots. And so if you care deeply about migratory waterfowl preservation, but the people don't, it doesn't mean you denounce it. It just shut up about it. You know, it doesn't get you any points. Whereas if we can match up the fact that you want to improve primary school education and lower taxes, and that happens to coincide with the number one and three things on the voters' priorities, then that's what you lead with. It's not, you know, saying rocket science or I couldn't have done it. So in any case, in this, uh, Brian, the thing with the war is with, with, with Trump, you know, rather than just shoot off the mouth, which is I know what people who admire him admire about him, you would think maybe he would have taken I, – and I'm, again, I'm being presumptuous in suggesting he didn't – but you might have taken a little time to find out, you know, the notion that, you know, when, when, when Jeb Bush says, our brother kept us safe, and, right. and then you say, oh, yeah – well, the towers came down while he was president. I'd be surprised if a lot of people voting in a Republican primary harbor that same sentiment. Well, I mean, uh, among the uninformed and uneducated, maybe. Um, I don't really like the Democrats, mainly for the reason that they go after the uninformed and educated. Uh, and so I like a candidate who goes after the informed and educated vote. Um by doing what he's doing and, and doing it well. And, Brian, uh, I got a jet. Call again soon. Thank you for the contribution and more, way more than that. Thank you. Jay Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. And these are my partners on the Blaze Radio Network. Rocky, senior partner, welcome back. Hey, my friend, Jay. Hey, uh, Rock. I was reconnecting, so I didn't get to hear much of your last conversation with the last caller. But uh, I did get to hear him say that he wanted, uh, you know, a party that goes after the informed. I'd just like to point out that uh, 50% of the people that were out there that are uh, leaning towards the Democratic Party, a majority of them probably leaning towards Hillary, recognize and acknowledge that Hillary is uh, dishonest, but still the majority of those will vote for her. So uh, I think that's right. The, and I think, informed, I think, Rocky, you may be being too gracious, my friend, by half which is characteristic of you, your graciousness. But I think you're being a little too charitable. I think what the Democrats have in common is that, much as your point insinuates, I think the math remains the same. The calculus is unchanged if you remove Hillary's name and substitute the name of someone else so long as equals at the end, the end of the equation works out, we grab and give you other people's money. Yes, and uh, that actually leads me to the point that I was calling about. You were asking about 
whether Trump was unhinged or whether he's brilliant or whether he's brilliantly unhinged. And my answer is right. yes. <laughs> and, 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 and let me let me explain that a little further in, in what I'm saying. Uh, Donald Trump, having been the one that wrote The Art of the Deal, that book has a very lot in common with The Art of War. And one of the things it says in The Art of War is play something that's irresistible in front of your enemy, uh, like in one of the cases, Sun Tzu's took part of his uh, army and he sent it out where it was vulnerable so that the other army would attack it. And then he comes from all sides and slaughters them. So he took what seemed to be an impossible situation, but he he, he used their desire to grasp that object and then used it against them. Um, And and Rocky, one of my favorites is almost all battles are won before the first shot is ever fired. Yes. Amen. And that's what Donald does. He sets up, like, for example, here's, here's one example. He'll say, we're going to ban uh, Muslims from coming into this country. He leaves it generalized because, therefore, the mainstream media and the GOP establishment look at that and they go, oh, man, he's on vulnerable ground, just like exposing that army in Sun Tzu. Well, when he does that, he gets them right where he wants them to because what what Donald goes for, and this takes us back to, it's not the well-informed that Donald gets. It's the people, uh, especially in the GOP side, that despise the establishment. They hate the way that they say they make promises and they don't deliver. So they love Donald Trump's anger. They love his right. vitriol. They love him being vile. If he swears, that's all the better. Because that's the way they feel. It's human nature. And that translates. That's his end. That translates. Again, let's carry over this metaphor of the arithmetic equation, right? And we get equals. And what do we get at the end of equals? We get people who are passionate. Trump does not necessarily attract the best informed or most reasonable, but he does attract, it seems to me, Rock, the most passionate. And frankly, I don't like saying this. I recognize it is inherently cynical, but as a veteran of 100 major campaigns all over the world, I, I'd i rather attract passionate voters than smart ones because smart smart is part of the equation when it comes to governing. When it comes to yeah. politics, i.e., winning a hockey game four to three, I want the passion. I want right. passionate voters because they're not going to abandon me. They're not subject to the allures of arguments by other candidates, and they will turn out and vote for me. Absolutely. And um, if you take, uh, take, take do, do we really trust? You know, the mainstream media, do we trust the establishment GOP? Do we trust Donald Trump, who says he's pro-choice, and then he says he's pro-life? He says he loves Hillary, and uh, he paid her to be at his wedding, which I think is really hilarious in one part. I think I will return the answer you gave me. I'll take the same license. No. (laughs) (laughs) And, And then just recently he says, Hillary's evil. 
in that word association thing. Right, right. And, and then you now taking it back to the informed, and then this is what we have to hope is that we can get more people informed. Cruz in Iowa, he actually stood up for uh, no subsidies for ethanol in a state where ethanol could have been his demise. Right. I mean, absolutely. That shows you. That shows you his commitment to honesty. Yeah, he'd rather he'd, he'd rather lose than win dishonestly, and and bringing it back to Trump, um, you know, when when I if he's profane, that's up to everyone to judge. I I, I don't I don't care. It offends. Me. Yes, it does offend me. I don't want my children seeing the next president right. of the United States, and that's how that's he too. deserves to be viewed as of this moment. I don't want them seeing a right you know, plausibly next president of the United States being profane. So, no, I don't like it. I condemn it. But personally, in my heart of hearts, I don't really care next to his policies, his ability to govern, you know, be commander in chief, all all of that. But when I see this week and rock, then I'll shut up. When I see this week that he threatened, he's threatening to sue, as you know, he's threatening to sue, Ted Cruz over a point of constitutional principle, right? Donald Trump is so bothered by the fact that Cruz was born in uh, Canada that on the basis of his loyalty to the United States of America on a point of principle, he's going to sue Cruz unless Cruz apologizes to Trump for campaigning against him. Then no more constitutional point of principle. No, it, it, Trump, Trump's all bluster. I mean, he, he already said earlier, he said that he had his uh, legal team look at it and that Cruz was completely fine. And later on, I mean, Trump's own words in his debate. I mean, it, yeah, well, that doesn't matter, though. To... He may still do it. My point <laughs> is that that if you say, I think you're unfit to be, you know, sir. I believe you're unfit to be president, and on this, there is no compromise. It's a matter of constitutional principle. Well, you know what? If you say that and you believe it, good for you. But if you say it and say, however, if you give me five bucks, I could let it go. <laughs> you know, I just, that, that, that makes me sick. You know, it takes me back, uh, I wanted to tie it back a little bit, back to where we started off with the we, we only have 20 seconds. It's yours. Okay. The brilliant, the brilliant part is when he thinks ahead, when he plans ahead, before he gets in these debates, he's very good, like uh, bringing out things that can get people's uh, emotions up. But when people like Cruz get to him and bring facts up against him, he does nothing but to call Cruz a liar. Rock satellite rules. Sorry. The Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? 
The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washer and dryer coverage. Just call Call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. 